welcome to Keeping It Real with Beth and Darren. We started our show when the pandemic first hit, and now, about a million days later, we're still doing it. Or 90. Or 90-ish. So listen in, laugh, chat with us, but all I can tell you is that we're going to be keeping it real every single time. Hello. We're back at Command Central. Oh, I like that. Command Central. That's yes. good. Have we used that term yet? No, we haven't. The only thing that it's, it's I, I already, I apologize. I don't know why the uh, quality seems to be like little, we're little, like the 1950s. A little grainy, as you said before. It's kind of grainy right now, so I don't know what is going on, but. Good morning, everybody. You can hear us, so that's a plus. Um, the day after our anniversary, we'll. We're going to be honest, we didn't really do a whole lot yesterday. No, we, I was even trying to do the uh, hot tub. But it wasn't and you working. Were like, it's no, no, working. Uh, no, uh, it just uh, wasn't working well. It what? was 96 degrees. Yeah. Everybody really knows hot. you don't go into a hot tub when it's 96 degrees. You might as well just go into your bathtub. Yeah, it was kind it, of a bummer. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't working. Um, crappy out. We had just had to cancel camp today. Oh, uh, which I'm sorry. It, yeah, it kind of stinks. Uh, but it is what it is. It was sunny, then it rained, then it's sunny. Weather's unpredictable. Uh, we're unpredictable. Yes, we are. Yes. Is anybody out there today? Hello, hello. I'm looking uh, at it, so um, that makes one. So that makes one. Right. Uh, so last night, we didn't go out to dinner, even though it was our anniversary. We decided to order in from Modern on the Rails, right? Yes. It was at Mamaroneck by the, by the train station. Yeah. Good morning, Gina. Thank you. Thank you, Gina. Thank you. Um... So we ordered from Modern on Rails. How did you decide to order from them and not Modern and New Rochelle? How do you know which Modern to order from? I, you know, it's funny. I kind of, I don't know why. Two, good morning, Brennan, because there's two Moderns. There's the one in New Row and there's one in Mimarinic. So I don't know. I have no the idea. The one in Mimarinic comes up on Open Thank you again, Brenda. Uber Eats. So oh, that's, that's why I do it. <laughs> there you go. Problem solved. Whichever one comes up on Uber Eats. Yeah. That's and, the one and I just, from. And, and you know, it's funny. It's like where we live. Where I, I think, I feel like we're a little bit closer to that one than the other one. But maybe that's just me. I don't know. But it was good. Yeah, it was, it was, good. It was a, a solid meal. Solid Thanks. meal. So if anybody out there, if you, if you haven't been to a Modern on Rails or haven't ordered in from there, uh, highly recommend it. And the other thing too that I did because the the program that I'm doing, you know, you're not actually supposed to have alcohol, right? So I ordered shrimp, which is good, but it was like a shrimp scampi, and I realized after that it was white wine, olive oil, and like lemon with a little garlic. And I called them and I said, "Can you please hold the wine?" And they got to the kitchen, and they did. They removed the wine. They may have put a little bit too much oil. She have said, put the wine on the side and give it to me. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> they may have put a little bit too much oil, though. But it was, it actually tasted good. And then I took my, um, I have like, you know how you have like the cauliflower rice? I have broccoli rice that's kind of the same thing. And then I took that excess, like, sauce that they kind of made, and I put it, and I mixed it with the shrimp, and it was quite delightful. Good. I'm, glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was good. I mean, it wasn't pasta. But no, no. But, no. listen, it's part of the plan. Um, by the way, you know, we were so uh, focused on ourselves yesterday that we uh, neglected to wish somebody a happy birthday. Oh, and I'm whose very birthday sorry. was it? And I'll mention the other ones whose birthday is today, but yesterday, according to 
to our Facebook feed, and I just saw it today, and I want to apologize. It was Lucia's birthday yesterday. Oh, happy birthday, Lucia. Is Lucia, she on this morning yet? I, I don't know if she is, but Lucia, I apologize that we did not wish you a happy birthday yesterday. Uh, happy birthday, belated happy birthday. I, I didn't see it, and my apologies for that. So, uh, Lucia's been watching us for some time now. Since the great. beginning. And, and you know what? Her cooking, every time she shows a picture of like the meals that she makes. Not fair. It's like Not fair. Um, she's really like, she's one serious cook, I'm telling you. And also, as a quick side note, not going to mention a name, but we just found out one of our friends in New Rochelle, pretty um, popular person within the New Rochelle community, announced that she is moving. We're yes. not going to say who, because I don't think she necessarily wants that broadcast, but I think quite a few people know her, so it's probably it's not a bummer. big surprise. It's a big bummer. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're losing a very good, great neural resident, and we're very sad about that, but hopefully she's moving to a place that she and her family are going to love. Um, birthdays that are today, the current. Okay, who's today's birthday? Michelle Klein's birthday. Well, happy birthday, Michelle. She's working. I know she's busy. But... And I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not looking to dime anybody out. But I did run into, but I did run into her husband Michael yesterday uh, when I was getting a card for you. I ran into him yesterday getting a card for her. Oh, good. So, well, he got it on time. He did. He got it in time. Good job, Michael. Yes, <laughs> I, I sent you the. Um... I sent you an e card yesterday. That yes, was I. Yeah, it was a very cute card. Yeah, Thank you. Um, and also, happy birthday to my cousin Wendy's boyfriend, Gordon Murray. Okay, I saw um, that. I saw she wrote that, too. Yes, so happy birthday to you, Gordon. Hopefully, we'll get to see you and Wendy uh, real soon. So, this was interesting. You and I went for a walk last night, uh, took Santana for a walk, and we ran into friends of ours uh, who have this dog named Blackie, and this guy, Tom, incredible guy. Nicest couple nicest... on the planet. Oh, my planet. God. Yeah. So nice. Beyond nice. He, at for a living, does disaster relief. Disa- disaster relief. So, pretty much, if you see anything going on in the world, um, where people are in need of services and help after disaster, good chances that he's involved in it. So I always remember walking with him, and he would just tell stories about you know where he's going and th- different situations. One thing he mentioned to me yesterday, because I said, "So what have you been up to lately?" He told me, and I can't believe this, that he still still has to deal with many, many families devastated by Hurricane Sandy. Wow. From 2012. That's think of, horrible. Think about that. That he is still assisting families that are still not fully recovered from Hurricane Sandy. I, I just... I, at first, when he told me that, I, <laughs> I wanted to double check. I'm like, are we talking about the same... Hurricane. I thought maybe he was talking about the one from a couple a couple weeks ago. Wow. Uh, but yeah, that's how devastating Sandy was. Is that there are people out there that are still not fully recovered. So. But and I was talking to his wife Wendy, who was sharing that they are really working on getting PPE, um, like equipment and meat things to essential workers all over. I guess it's New York State. I don't know if they're doing it in other places, but it's there. They have been sending out boxes upon boxes, and they pack them and. They, I guess in conjunction with their church, um, they are just like every morning stacking up boxes and sending them out. It's amazing what, you know, the, the organizations do on top of what the, you know, places are receiving from the government. There are so many organizations like what they're doing to, that's really also making sure that people are protected. So they are just like, 
Yeah. Two angels on earth. Absolutely. I have to say, uh, yep. they're really two great people. Yeah, when you see so about friendly. all, yeah, when you see, they're when wonderful. you read about people who are assisting on, you know, on the front lines and stuff, that are doing day, day in, in, day out. They, they're doing it. Yeah, it's incredible. Exactly. It's, 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 it's so impressive. It really is a blessing. Yeah. Um, couple things on the COVID front. A couple of random things. There was a Michigan man who was just released from the hospital after 137 days battle with COVID. Can you imagine that? That's terrible. 137 days. Also on the COVID front, a little little uh, unsettling here. I hopefully it reverses itself, but there's been an uptick in Hudson Valley in terms of on the COVID front. Am I gonna um, have to get somebody a treat? Yeah, I think you're going to. And COVID right, related sports. Continue with the inter- news. Interesting here. Sorry. I don't know if anybody saw this, but I think last week there were a couple of players on the Indians who basically. Um, went out when they weren't supposed to and violated the um, the rules of baseball in, in place for protecting all the players. They went out, had dinner somewhere they weren't supposed to. One of the players um, even, I think, even tried to hide it. Um, the players on the team on Cleveland pretty much all came out and said, unless you guys take these guys off the roster, all of us were opting out. Which is pretty amazing when you think about it. That usually you see, you know, teammates a lot of times yeah, saying it's not a big deal or rallying around each other. Like, no, no, not in this case, man. Those two guys, they broke the rules. Get them out of here, or else we're all walking. I'm talking about the Cleveland Indian. So, players. and of course, what are they playing the Mets next? Uh, they'll probably be playing the Mets next. Right, exactly. But um, they're yeah, they are off the roster for now. I don't sure when they're coming back. But the rule, but the bottom line from this is gotta obey the rules now man like this goes to everybody it doesn't matter who you are what oh sport you God. play yeah. obey the rules because otherwise you are putting other people's lives in danger yeah and that goes for major league baseball players as and well college students too and college students oh my god do you know that i saw i think it was was it um not notre dame unc they were doing like the water slide thing like somebody posted on their snapchat they yeah, just closed I saw that. our dorms and then they were like doing the the water slide thing like i can't they, think it's, of some, i can't, I can't, I can't think of something that has more germs than a water slide uh, well like you <laughs> said you know it was it yesterday you said no foam and no whatever no fo- like, can you yeah. think of something right yeah and, let's put our hands uh, and like all slide each other's germs down a water slide oh like, are you an idiot? You know, yeah, so it's, uh, yes. Yeah, you know, it's it's just really. And speaking um, of disgusting. Okay. <laughs> speaking of gross, it, it was talk about New York City now starting to really being overrun by rats. Great. Because of decreased sanitation, budget cuts, this garbage starting to pile up. I what mean, exactly what is, is De Blasio doing other know. than closing things I, down? So we like not allowing so, people to have gyms, so, so not allowing have people have restaurants, we're, we're, but. He wants everybody on the street. He's not picking up garbage. Garbage. No police. There's shootings all the time. It's um, like... It's, I I, it's starting to feel like a Will Smith movie. Like, I was saying that to my friend yesterday. He said he went into Saks, and he said he actually felt nervous in Saks yesterday. No I joke. Think about that. No joke. If you're nervous at Saks, is any place safe? <laughs> I mean, it's really sad. It's, 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 it's really sad. I mean, I know you know, I feel horrible that poor Lord and Taylor... You know, is going is going out. I got, I need to like go over there and make sure I do my part. But at least we can still you know, shop in peace in Westchester, oh, knock it, wood. You know, I I would like to go into the city and not feel worried about it. Yeah, I'm a little worried. And I'm, but I would say I'm I'd be worried to be going into the. I'm city I'm not right as now. worried about the rats. 
you know, they gotta live. They gotta live. They they just need pizza. I think they're pretty. They're pretty brazen right now. Supposedly, like you know, that they just you you'll see them out in broad daylight. When I used to have to like when I had um when I had clients that were on let's say like the morning news like super early in the morning and I had to get into the city and let's say it was like six a.m. they were out. Those rats were like, hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> hey, it's, you're early. Yeah, um, we get out of here before all you people show up, but we're here at 6. So Deal with it. We'll move, we'll move on from rats because people don't really like to talk about rats for this early in the morning. They're they're actually, they actually make a good pet, I hear. They, they, they do. They're very clean, smart. They're very smart. They're yeah. super smart. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe if we get a nice clean rat, that would be okay. But... I, I don't want one. I'm just <laughs> saying I've heard they're smart. Guess who's $610 million richer today? Someone who just won Powerball? No, it's not that. Somebody um... who sold aviation gin. You know who's, who owned Aviation oh, Gin? Oh, yes, I'm a celebrity. You know, yes. It was a celebrity. Uh, I don't know, not Matthew McConaughey. but nope. No. Um, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds. They're all smart, all these actors buying up these like alcohol companies. Yep. He, yep, he sold his... Wow. Uh, I forgot who he sold... I'm not sure who he sold it to, but $610 million. He doesn't have to do a bad movie no, again it, for it, the rest of his life. He's actually, he's actually been in good movies, Ryan though. Ryan Reynolds is actually surprisingly very funny. He is. He's very. I don't, I never realized how funny he was until I actually watched um, Deadpool. Yeah, he's very good. He's very good. Um, Mortgage Bankers Association. This is interesting. Said nearly sixteen percent of Federal Housing Administration insured loans are delinquent. It's the highest level on record going back to 1979. Are those treats for me? No, she's like, she she's, literally, like she's literally sticking her head in between our two chairs right now. Six, this, this but I wanted to just say 16% of FHA loans are delinquent. That is mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. Just to show you how devastating this pandemic you hear this? The, the yeah, you hear that crunch? Why don't you show the snacks? So this way, people, if you're oh. looking to get a nice treat for your dogs, these are called Char- these are called Charlie Bears, all right. And they have a gr- the reason why the dogs love them is because of that crunch that you hear, right? Yeah. So isn't that right, Santana? It's like the it's like the pizza crunch on the crust that you you and Dylan always talk about. And maybe she can start doing she can, like the she can start doing port, re- portnoy she, on treats. She can start doing re- yeah, that's a good idea. Like, so the reason hmm. I bring this up again with the FHA loans. And the delinquency is is just to show how bad the state of the economy is right now. And it's only going to get worse. But then we've talked about a number of times, why is the stock market continuing to do so well? Ask me. Say, why is the stock market? I don't know, but but Elizabeth Warren is talking tonight. Do you want to talk about it? Say, Darren, why why is the stock market doing it? Ask me. Why is the stock market doing so well? Let me tell you. Um, There's a few things. There's a few factors. Okay. Okay. One is the stock. This is according to the New York Times, and I buy into a lot of these arguments. The stock market is forward-looking, so investors are betting that the world economy is going to look much better 12 to 18 months from now than what it looks like today. I agree. So that's that's one. It reason. has so to. It has to look better than so it is now. The stock market always discounts based on you know based on future expectations. So rather than shorting a stock, it's going long. Okay. Right. Right? It's sort of. I, oh. Okay, that, that maybe you should stop there. Okay, fine. <laughs> Don't even. Go, go long, go short. Yeah, okay. Um, this is interesting. It's basically a lot of the stock market gains are really coming from select few companies. The Amazon, Google. Supermarkets. Facebook. 
supermarkets, correct? Home Depots, all Which the... supermarket is really killing it right now? Aside from Wegmans, obviously, but I don't even know well, if they're think, publicly well, traded. Well, they, I think they all are. Walmart's doing pretty well. Target's doing pretty well. But that's not a supermarket. They have supermarket items. You wouldn't actually think about it. Like, Stop and Shop, for instance. I don't know what Stop and Shop is doing. Okay. Just asking. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I have... I, when I go into the store, I'll ask the cashier, how you guys doing? How you guys doing? <laughs> um, people are betting on a vaccine. So the, the investors out there are hoping that a vaccine is coming sooner rather than later. And this is a big factor, too, is that the stock market in the U.S. right now is pretty much the best investment alternative for investors out there because interest rates are so low that you're basically earning 0% on keeping your money in a bank. Uh, or in bonds, for that matter, you, people are 50 basis points, 1%. So the returns that people can get outside of stocks are just absolutely paltry. So there's nothing there. And the last reason overall is because Washington has continu you know, continued to pump so much money into the market, basically protecting investors from any downside. So if you're wondering, you know, can the economy be that bad and still have the stock market be this high? Yes, it can. And... Um, but sooner or later... So Wall Street does not reflect Main Street at the moment. And that continues to be, and I've been wrong for a while. I, I really thought at some point the, uh, the so-called rubber was going to meet the road, but uh, it hasn't yet. Um, very happy the Mets won yesterday. Okay. Yankees lost. That's not too common. You, it's very rare during the season where you'll say the Mets won and the Yankees lost. It just doesn't happen. The Yankees are doing, doing phenomenally well. Mets obviously have not been. Okay. This was um, really disturbing. A man threatened to shoot a bunch of campers in Long Island at Long Island Yeshiva Camp because the kids weren't wearing their masks, I guess, when they were being discharged. So he called the police and said that he was going to shoot oh all of the kids coming out of that camp. Uh, some really disturbed, some really disturbed people out there. Yeah, it really is just. Ugh. Um. By the way, if you happen to win the lottery, we have a chance of winning. No, because we don't play it. We want to avoid this particular lawyer who has scammed millions and millions of dollars in basically Ponzi schemes. He goes after people that have won the lottery, the mega, you know, what do you call the mega, mega millions and stuff. Yeah. He takes the money, he promises them certain returns, sort of similar to Bernie Madoff, and he hands the money off to the mafia. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> and basically, he was uh, generating certain returns for the, um, for the investors, basically making interest payments, but there was no real assets behind it. What was it. his name? Do you know? I, I feel like some there's guy like... In Long, some guy in Long Island. I don't know what his oh, actual name is. Because I feel like there was like a whole thing on I, I know, one of the channels. There's like a whole series about somebody who was scamming lottery winners. Because I saw that there's like some series on, I don't know if it's Netflix. Seriously? Or yeah, there is. Skim? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder why. And then they were scared. Like they were, yeah, they, they, so that's why I'm wondering if it's the same guy. It was a guy in Long Island, some 46-year-old lawyer. It was a lawyer wow. who, yeah. That's interesting. When did you see that? couple months ago it's on tv um you know tiger king yeah well the u.s department of agriculture said it suspended the exhibitor license for greater winwood exotic animal park uh yesterday so basically the park where tiger king had all his animals so done it's at least it's done for now wow you know, we never finished watching yeah i wasn't really into it uh, it didn't grab it didn't me. Do, it didn't do it for it you? It didn't grab me it like, a, like a lion. <laughs> I'm like, 
Um, what can we learn from history? Because now we've got the whole situation with schools being shut down, right? Because of obviously the pandemic. So what did they do back in 1918 during the flu with the schools? They kept any, them any, open. Well, not, not all of them. Okay. They took a break. And they said so, you're in, in the same grade for the in next In 1918, years. during, the, during the, the flu, the vast majority of cities across the country closed their schools. However, okay. three cities opted to keep them open. Do you know which three cities they were? Which three cities? Uh, Decided to keep the schools open back York, in 1918. Chicago, and Boston. You're so damn close, I want to kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> you're so damn close. Philly? New York. Yeah. Chicago. And the last one is... New Haven. Interesting. And what happened? I don't know what the end results were, but the argument at the time, the reason why those particular cities kept the schools open, and maybe it somewhat applies today, is that they felt that the kids overall would be safer in schools because they are in a much cleaner, yeah. more regulated environment than what they would actually have in their own homes. I get it. And you know what? The big thing that they're saying in terms of the spread, which you mentioned yesterday, it's the multi-generational um, transmitting it from the the child to the parent to the grandparent. I would think back then that a lot of people, multi-generations, were living together. So that is also bad. Although I don't know whether or not the flu back then, the flu actually back then killed more young people than older people, which is interesting. It's a different kind of thing. It killed, more. killed way more younger people than older people. Wow. It was a different type I, of flu. I always learn a lot from you. I'm, you know, you, a font of information. Font of information that you just across many different categories. I do. That's it. You know, it's good to be a generalist in this world. <laughs> it really is. It keeps you. You're, it's a. It, it makes you a really good conversationalist. You know, you kind of know a little bit about everything. That's a good point, Gina. About a lot of windows go broke. Who was the guy that won a million dollars twice? I don't was know. Was Curtis something? I don't know. Do you remember what I'm talking about, Gina? Who that lottery winner is? This is many years back in the eighties. Million dollars can go fast. So this is back in the eighties, back yeah. when a million dollars meant something. Yeah, no, nah, I mean it goes fast. So you know, we obviously it's tough times for everybody, but you know what, city, like it's got to be really tough because we take certain things for granted, right? We take clean water here for granted. Can you imagine living in Flint right now? It's still going on. Wow. So. They're now still dealing with, there's obviously like everybody else dealing with COVID, but the biggest problem that they had before was lack of clean water. And it was supposed to be taken care of. They was working on a project and that project got stalled by the pandemic. So I just can't imagine if you're living in Flint, Michigan. And, and still having to deal with and that. Still, and during all of this and having to deal with dirty water. That's right. Horrible. It's just something we... Like, we New Yorkers, I, mean, I think most of the country, take it for granted that when you open up your your faucet, you're going to have something... Well, but then I do this. I got and then, Except for Beth. She's, she doesn't believe that the water is actually clean, so she gets a filter now. I got a Brita. It comes with a straw that's actually a filter. And then, so, in the, so I fill it with ice, and then I add the water, and it stays cold. I mean, it's genius. It, you love it. You, you That's the only way I can you, drink my water. You've done a lot in terms of buying stuff to make water more enjoyable for yourself. Yeah, well, hey. And it's paid dividends immensely. See? There you go. Drink your water. Just Drink. figure out how. Um, but in Flint, Michigan, I'm sorry that they're... I mean, but if anything, they should be getting... They probably get, like, I guess the pallets of water, but then still in terms of taking showers and everything else. Yeah, like, I mean, I, there's, so only so, there's only some... Yes, you can have bottled water and stuff, but... 
You don't want to rely on that, no, right? No, it's I mean, terrible. You, you, not if, I mean, because your basic necessities, if you're not using bottled water to cook or to shower, so that's just terrible. Um, you know these scooters that we mentioned a few weeks ago, the Rebel scooters? The, the one that Simon Cowell fell off of? Is that what we... No, that was, that was something different. That he wasn't, was on... Which one? The e-scooter yeah. or like a scooter scooter? It's like a really fast scooter? No, these are called Rebel Scooters. R-E-V-E-L. Okay. I don't think, I don't think Simon Cowell was He was on, on a scooter that's like goes really fast and he broke his back. Well, there's a lot of people that have been injured using these Rebel Scooters, that, yet the city is still trying to uh, promote, I guess, the use of these scooters because they want people to use these as opposed to public transportation. Oh, but are you talking like the scooters that look like the Razor kind of scooter? No, these are scooters like where you hold it. I, I'm gonna get on, you get on the back, and oh, like vroom, a little vroom. moped, or or you could drive, and I'll hold on to you. Like back. a moped, like a moped. Yes. Okay, so because they have like the, they're doing like the electric razor type scooters in Chicago. I've seen, I saw that Which they're doing you, that. Oh, is that what you were mentioning to me? Yes. yes. But before we get to yes. that, so now if you're gonna be in a city and you decide you're gonna use one of these rebel scooters, make sure you take your phone with you because going forward you're gonna have to take a selfie of yourself wearing a helmet. And you have to send that to the company. Before. Good. <laughs> it's not funny. It didn't grow like a person die. I mean, no, but I just, so I just find it funny that you got to think, okay, I got my helmet on. Click and send it off to show them that you're wearing. Well, a helmet. because the police are not. Pulling, <laughs> the police are dealing with shootings. They're not pulling people over for not wearing a helmet. It's and so ridiculous. one, I got one actually cool story. Shared before I let you go to the, uh, to the to the real fun portion. Okay. Um, in Brooklyn, there was this bar. Uh, called Fort Defiance in Red Hook, Brooklyn. Okay. You know Red Hook? I know it. I did, we didn't really go there. I never. I don't even know if I ever like heard her, of it. Yeah. Um, so this per- near like Bensonhurst or something like so that. So this particular owner um, came out and said that he was actually happy that his bar failed during this time. Interesting. And the reason why he said that is because I guess even prior to the pandemic, there were many things going on that was making it more costly to operate it was making it much more difficult the margins were getting squeezed and this pandemic actually forced him what's the word to pivot to pivot what's his pivot and so what he did what he noticed was is that he really couldn't do takeout because the stuff that he that he had wasn't really didn't really lend itself to takeout but he had a connection to some farm that he brought some stuff from once in a while and they realized that he had a lot more at the farm so he ended up taking his bar and converting it to a local grocery store instead for like fresh produce and stuff oh wow and his sales have been good just, for him have been tremendous so his bar business went to you know tanked and he became a local grocery store instead he forced himself to buy new equipment and do all the things and he basically said i'm gonna pull the cord on this and just totally wow. uh, make this Very what pe- good. What, make this what people need right now which is fresh grocery shop you know all the stuff that we think of that you needed during hey, listen, the pandemic. Listen, I kind of feel like instead of the people that are doing the screen protectors, I bet you if you had a little pop-up with masks, you'd be doing, you know, so, yeah, you'd be going crazy. So yeah, Fort Defiance in Red Hook, Brooklyn. So good for you, Guy, for, you know, basically coming up with a creative strategy for survival. So I like hearing stories like that. I love that. That's awesome. All right, so I'm going to let you do um, the fun stuff. Okay? okay, so let's get to the word of the day. I see there's there's some more. Uh, yesterday was we had mostly guys participating in trivia, so my cheesy questions didn't go over as well, but I think today we may have a good uh, Maybe balance. Maybe because it's raining, more people will be inside to listen. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, here we go. The first word of the day, zhuzh. Spell it. 
Z-H, U-Z-H. I could, it's actually the word of the day today on dictionary.com. I can't believe it was uh, that they actually considered this a word, but I know what zhuzh is. Who doesn't, honestly? I guess Darren doesn't. <laughs> All right, anyone? Everybody know what zhuzh means? We need um, zhuzhing up the room. I'm going to zhuzh it up to make it more lively, interesting, stylish, or appealing as a small change or addition. Oh. These colorful throw pillows are an easy way to zhuzh up your living room. I Get like it. Zhuzh. Like okay. <laughs> so since you were talking about the, the guy who um, had to close his bar, okay. I'm going to take you back to the Prohibition Age and ask you, how many speakeasies were open in New York City during Prohibition? And Brenda got it. Kicked it up a notch. Very nice. How many speakeasies were open during Prohibition? Yeah. 30. Way more than that. Wow. 300. It says the real answer will never be known for obvious reasons, but official estimates range from 20,000 to 100,000. Texas Guinan, Manhattan's most famous speakeasy hostess, managed more than half a dozen joints herself, including the 300 Club, the Texas Guinan Club, the Century Club, Salon Royale, Club Intime, and the Club Argonaut. How do you like that? Those, like, t people in the 20s were, they were really, uh, they were partiers. Wow. Think about, but you know what's so interesting? Think about the Spanish flu, 1918 through the 20, right? Okay. And prohibition, everything's illegal. You're not supposed to be gathering in crowds. My question is, did prohibition also come about because of restrictions, or is that just coincidence? Coincidence? I think not. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay, what is the biggest park in New York City? Central Park. No. Like, and the five, you know, and all the boroughs. And the York boroughs. And the boroughs, so not just... Central Park. Anyone? The biggest park. Flushing Meadow. Close, but no. It's um, Central Park, comprised of 843 acres, is tiny compared to Pelham Bay Park's 2,765 acres in the Bronx. Wow. Largest I... park in the city. Greenbelt, 1778, is in Staten Island. Flushing Meadows, Corona Park. 1,255, Queens and Van Cortland Park beat out Central Park in size. So how do you like that? How many U.S. cities have Little Italy neighborhoods in them? I'll be right back. Make sure Santana's not there. Uh-oh. Okay, so I'm going to have to, this is going to have to be a viewer's uh, response. How many U.S. cities have Little Italy neighborhoods in them? See, we're, we're having to police our animals today now that we're in the house, so sorry about that. Not kids. We, we've come to a different part in our lives. It's all about the animals that constantly get in um, into things and onto things and whatever. So, uh, okay, Kevin was, yeah, Pelham is right, Kevin. So you, Kevin was the right, I mean, Pelham was the right answer for that one. But does anyone know? No, there's way less than 200, Gina. There are... Um... This, this... Oh, my God. She ate a pencil. This is what she was doing, folks. She was eating a pencil. I don't even know. And an eraser? I don't even know what she was doing. Good thing Dylan doesn't have to take any uh, standardized exams right now. All right, so do you, can you guess it or you can't? How many U.S. cities have little Italy neighborhoods in them? 
20. Nope, 6. New York City, Boston, San Diego, South Philadelphia, Chicago, and Cleveland. All right, another interesting question. How many U.S. cities have a Chinatown? 12. Way more than that. Actually, closer to what Gina had said, but even more than that. <coughs> I'm so off my game today. Oh, wait, no, that wasn't even 200. I'm sorry, it wasn't 200. I made a mistake. There are more than 50 of these cities, cities within cities spread across the U.S., including at least 16 in California alone, so it wasn't 200. It was just, like, more than 50. Okay, sports question. There's only one athlete to hit an MLB home run and score an NFL touchdown in the same week. He's the same athlete who is the only person ever to play in both the World Series and the Super Bowl. Who is he? Oh, okay, that was quick. Deion Sanders. All right. After he played in the World Series, he never won, but he did win two Super Bowl championships. Cowboys and the 49ers, I believe. All right, excellent. Okay. Which 1960s girl group graced us with such hits as One Fine Day, He's So Fine, Sweet Talking Guy in the Early and Mid-1960s? And I'm going to give you three out of three people, three choices. The Supremes, the Chiffons, or the Shirelles. One fine day. The Supremes. Nope. Oh. Come here, Susan. One fine day. <laughs> I'm gonna want you for my girl. Or is it you're gonna want me for your girl? <laughs> Not the Supremes, no. The correct answer is the Chiffons. They were formed in 1960 in the Bronx and had minimal success in the early 60s. In 1963, they finally paid, hit pay dirt with the song He's So Fine, um, and then they followed with number one hit, One Fine Day. But what's really interesting is that a note about He's So Fine. This is the song that eventually brought the group into court after they sued George Harrison, claiming that his recording of My Sweet Lord was a copyright infringement. The courts eventually sided with the group, ruling that Harrison unintentionally plagiarized their music. How do you like that? Hmm. Interesting. And Lucia got it right, the chiffons. Okay, name three 80s girl groups. Three 80s girl? Yeah, groups that were comprised of girls. Okay, the Go-Go's. Yes. Uh, Bananarama. Yeah, or Bananarama. Bananarama. Okay. Bananarama. 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 Close, no. One more, or um, I mean, I have more, but you can. I would think you would know the Spice one. Girls. No, they no, were no, like nineties. No, no. About. This. Oh, the Bengals. Yes, walk like. <laughs> yeah, the Go Go's have a really good, excellent Alice. The Go Go's have a good, uh, like a docu, like not a documentary about them right now. Really, like they they did a lot of drugs. The Go Go's. They did. Maybe yeah. that's why. Did a uh, lot of drugs. Maybe that's why the high school. Show was canceled. Yeah, <laughs> that not was, in COVID. That was that was the uh, show that they were going to be. Doing. They were going to do. We what got the called? beat. We got the, What was it called? Head over heels. Head over heels. Head over heels. Yep. yep. Well, COVID killed that one. All right, so COVID killed the radio. Oh, yeah, COVID <laughs> killed everything this year. Um, name two famous film stars who are brother and sister. There are actually there's more than one set, but you could just name one because I don't want to make it difficult for you. Cusacks. Yes, that you did it. Okay, but uh, there are more. Anyone? Brother and sister. Um, 
cuts across different generations. It's really interesting. Like people you wouldn't even realize. I bet you don't even know that these two are brother and sister. Not oh, proof in the background. See that? The boy. Here he is. Normally stars in pizza videos. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shirley MacLaine and Warren Beatty. Oh, you know that's right. I, I didn't know that. I did. Jane know. and Peter Fonda. Yeah. Jake and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yep. Yes, the McKeons, Nancy and Philip. They weren't film stars, but, um, but you know, they were TV but stars. She's right. They were right. Yes, you were they right. were. Okay, okay. This is a this is an interesting one. <coughs> what two classic '80s movies were shot in the same high school? This was. I found this really interesting. I found this today. Breakfast Club. Nope. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's like, it's not, they're not similar movies. Less so American like, version? No. From the 80s? They came out in the 80s. Fast it's time not about the... Fast times? No. All right, I'm, I'm just checking to see if anybody's going to come up with it. It's really interesting. I found it. All right. You ready? You ready for this? Yeah. Pretty in Pink and Grease. Films no. in the same exact high school. Wow. That's... Isn't that cool? I was like, that's like really interesting. So that's a little piece of information. Name, now we're up to our musical interlude. I want you to name this TV show. If it'll come up. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's going on here? Okay. What's going on, folks? Oh, here we go. Open mic. What show is that from? Yeah. Those are buddies. Oh, okay. Come on. That's when, Tom, that's when Tom Hanks was at his best. Come on. What were their names? What were the girls' names that oh, they played? Dorothy? No. Nope. My life. How funny was this show? Bum, 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 bum. I love that scene. <laughs> Buffy and Hildegard. Oh, that's right. Very good. Yeah, so that was uh, that was my uh, great show. It was a very good show. A great show. I'd love to binge watch that again. That was fun. I would watch that with you. Yeah. As much as I'm not a big fan of Tom Hanks, but I'd, I'd watch. It. I, I like Tom Hanks. Beth loves Tom Hanks. That's the thing. All right. Well. Yeah. Well, it's a crappy day, but I still gotta get going. Yep. And try to make the most of it. All, All right. right. So, everybody, we will be back tomorrow, and uh, hopefully with nicer weather and a nice location outdoors, maybe. Hopefully. Yeah, that'd be nice. All right, so have fun today. and uh, Thanks for try, stopping try, try, by. Try to make it interesting one. All right? All we'll right. Be back tomorrow. Bye. All right, smiles, everyone. Bye.